0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bump it tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bump it tonight. No one's
1: gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie buffer tonight.
2: Score! Hello there!
3: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening you are, wherever you are, whatever you are, it's Wednesday fucking night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast, thank you for joining us, as always tonight's recommended drink is cheap box Wine, tonight's recommended snack, Bland Brand No Name Crackers, this is the official Wine and Crackers broadcast right here at 7pm, joining us ladies and gentlemen boys and girls if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means head to patreon.com slash boogie become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you would like to inform me about why being funny is actually at the greatest threat to the free world ladies and gentlemen then you can do so by following me on twitter at boogie if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, there are a few ways you can do it. You can head to Streamlabs.com slash Uh, You can go to DLive, get some of those lemons and leave those suckers in my fruit bowl. Or you can head to buymeacoffee.com and purchase me a beer. And of course, as always, if you don't understand why purchasing a beer, where you're supposed to buy the coffees is a good idea, we have this short informational clip to help you through that.
2: Now just have a cup of coffee.
3: Beer, it is.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I said coffee.
3: Yeah, Beer. cough Yes. C-O-B-E. There you go. That should help you out. Thank you for joining us. Oh, yes. We've got so much to get through. So many things to cover here. Uh, I didn't even know what I was going to do. I don't know, four hours ago. I had no idea and then i remembered that um one of our listeners sent something to the discord if you if you're not in the discord there is a link floating around somewhere where you can join the discord i'm not going to grab it now because i'm lazy um probably nobody actually here's this is an order this is a directive from the kingdom nobody posts the link to the discord in the chat because i i i only want people who really want to join it so you if you work for it then you earn it you uh, somebody sent me a diamond, and wouldn't you know it, my activity feed it didn't work. Look at this fucking shit. If people send the diamonds, then they should get the love. Hello, do I get? There you go. Winning TV with a diamond. Thank you, sir. Here's some slippery lemons. Thank you for leaving the slippery little lemons in my fucking sucking fucking succulent fruit bar, mate. I really appreciate it. Trovo, woot! Yeah, for some reason Trovo wasn't working for the last ten minutes. Maybe they just don't like my intro, which is fair enough. <laughs> 100%
2: understandable.
3: Gypsy of Diamonds with the diamond. Vandagel steals the diamond. You fucking cheeky bitch.
2: <laughs>
3: well done. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, uh, Gypsy of Diamonds, Vandagel steal- steals the cheekiness, Gypsy. Gypsy of Diamonds just donated a diamond and then put the Discord link in the donation, so... I'm kind of forced to acknowledge it. What a fucking bitch. (laughs) I was going to say, because we want people who really, you know, want to do like the Indiana Jones style fucking through the booby trapped cave, ducking under circular saws, right? Stepping on the right rock. We want it to be an all-day exercise. Where the fuck is it? Where do I find this fucking link? Fuck. And only people who get to the end of that process deserve to be there. Fuck everybody else. Fuck them. It's the same theory behind the intro. You know, you know. if you're a long-time listener to this program, if you're a long-time you know, member of the chat, you'll know how many times have we seen somebody who's like, first time here, and we, we all just kind of look at them. We, we all pause as though it's like a saloon in an old Western. You know, when the doors and everybody just stops, the music just stops, everybody stares at them. Who's this? Have you ever seen this guy before? No, I haven't. Hmm. Interesting. So that's kind of the vibe when we see a new person. And how many times have we seen over the years, about seven or eight minutes into the ridiculously long, sarcastically long intro, do they say something like, Oh, I'm, I don't have time for this. You know what I mean? I, I don't have time for this. I'm out of here. Why is this intro so long? When is the actual podcast going to start? And we're like, yes, the system works. Because you see, that's why we have the long intro. To weed those fuckers out. Because if you don't have the patience to sit through a 10-minute intro, then you definitely don't have the patience to listen to a two-hour fucking podcast. So we don't want you here. Off you go. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. They open the saloon doors and order a milk. Yes, exactly. Or they go up and order. Imagine walking into a a saloon in the Old West, going up and ordering a cocktail, and then demanding that they put a little umbrella and one of those curly straws in it. And the guy next to you is just like open carry. He's got cow shit all over his face because he's been herding across the prairie all day. What the fuck? That's what you are to us. Winning TV with a diamond. I know I have until 7.12 and not miss anything. I don't know what that means, Phil. I'm sorry. I don't know what it means. I I think I'm pretty good at deciphering the messages, but that one's gone over my head. So please, if you could send uh, five or six more diamonds explaining the first one, that'd be fantastic, actually. In fact... What you should do is donate to streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper, you know, a large amount because it's probably going to take a few paragraphs to explain what that diamond meant. And, you know, $5 a hit, right? Keep doing that. That'll be fine. (laughs) No, I'm Dlive.tv slash winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, on tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken, at 7pm. So let's get into it. We've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Um as i was saying before i wasn't even sure of what i was going to do like four hours ago but then i remembered oh actually one of our listeners sent me something in the discord which you can't find the link to fuck you gypsy you can't find a link to it it's an, It doesn't even exist this fucking link you have to fuck a princess and go into a dungeon you know ben veritas with a diamond banana daiquiris for the whole tavern pin drop <laughs> Banana daiquiri, good choice too. Very good choice. A Virgin Mary would be a good one as well. Although, in an Old Western, you are are in danger at that point of another cowboy going, there's a fucking virgin left in this town? Why didn't I get told before? And they all go running out, shooting their guns. That's what I imagine Americans were like in the Old West. I'm sure it's accurate. Obviously, it's accurate. So, anyway, where were we? Uh, Yeah, got a lot to get to tonight. And then I remembered something that one of our listeners sent us uh, last week or so and never got to it. And then I glanced over it today and I was like, holy fucking shit, how how have we not discussed this story? So we will get to that a little later on. But before we do, if there's anything we love here on the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen, it's public service announcements.
4: We do. We love them. Fresh coffee and bagels too. A new day is away.
3: I love a good public service announcement and I love a fun public service announcement. I love a public service announcement that not only informs but also entertains. And when I go looking for information and entertainment, there's one place I go and only one place I go, ladies and gentlemen. And that is cringe boomers making songs about vaccines. You're only as old as you feel.
5: Up is just a bit fat trash.
3: And being young at heart is very important. Let's have a look here. This was tweeted out by Now This, which if you don't follow it, you should. Because Now This is one of those accounts that accidentally tweets a lot of cringe shit. So if you're somebody who likes to observe cringe shit like I am, then you absolutely must be following Now This because they'll do it like they'll go. Check out check out this cool grandpa who's doing amazing things to rally support for, for science, you know what I mean? And everybody else goes. So that's why you should follow now this. Have a look at this. And now now for, now for something completely different.
0: Roll up your sleeve.
1: What, what am I waiting for?
3: Yeah. yeah. Here we go.
1: Have you gotten the vaccine? Nah, it's too much trouble. Too much trouble? Yeah. Hey, pal, just
0: roll up your sleeve. It's more than just an, an act, act of, kind of kindness.
4: Happy Hanukkah, hey. oh. my oh, nigga.
0: Victor, here we go again.
4: Victor <laughs> underscore one underscore shroom tipped $5. Okay. Thank you, Victor. All we can say is we're feeling the love in this lovely intro of yours, Boogs.
3: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Victor. Let's see what Victor sent. Thank you for the video. What the fuck is this? Ah, ah. Oops, wrong screen. Hang on. Hang on. I gotcha, I gotcha. Is that PewDiePie? And a penis? I have a lot of love for Europe and European culture and like all of the differences in European cultures. I really do. Spend some time in Europe, England, Scotland, Ireland, Holland, uh, France, right? And, you know, I do, the, Europe's special because it's there are some places you can walk around, not the really touristy parts, but let's say like getting a bar in like a sort of certain corner of London, of London or something like that. You can feel oh. the age in the place.
4: <laughs>
3: Gypsy tipped $5. Gypsy tipped $5. <laughs> Thank you for the donation, Gypsy. And uh, again, if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. Uh, Gypsy actually donated the Discord link in the donation. Okay, so Gypsy said, and I quote, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash discord.gg forward slash capital G Lowercase Z, nine, lowercase D, uppercase X, P-L-Y. <laughs> Thank you, Gypsy. <laughs> you know what? I'll just post the fucking... Dis- how, how do you go? How do you go there? There's the fucking Discord. All right, what do you think of that? So, yeah, like if you, you, you know, you can go to like an old bar in Ireland. I, one of the greatest nights I had in Europe was like at this... It was a... <laughs> get this. It was a bar that was doing like a stand-up comedy night. Uh, I forget who the the MC was, the host, but he was pretty fucking good. He was very funny. Um, but the thing about this comedy, this stand-up comedy night I went to, because we were staying in the hotel that the comedy show was in. It was a place in Cork City, in County Cork, which is the best part of Ireland, like right down the south. That's where they're like, that's real Ireland. You know, big plains and uh, farmlands and shit. Um... You know, Dublin's very touristy and it's very cosmopolitan. It's 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 like any other multicultural cosmopolitan city on earth. It's like Sydney. It's like New York. It's like LA. It's like London, right? It's it's like all of the other ones. It's like Auckland. <laughs> but down in the south, that's the real shit. That's where real Ireland is. So we were staying in this um, hotel and they had this comedy show downstairs, and. The room was big enough, I reckon, for about 25 people, and there was about 12 of us watching these comedians. And so it was extremely intimate, which I think it's probably harder to get 12 people to laugh than it is to get 1,200 people to laugh. I don't know why. That's just something I think. Like, if you can see in everybody's eyes, it's going to be much harder to impress them than if you're up on a stage and it's just lights and fog and you can't really see. So, so these comedians worked very hard to make the, the dozen or so of us in the audience laugh. I was heckling them mercilessly in a very small room, which they actually enjoyed. Because after the show, um, I got approached by them and I said, hey, we're going to hang around in the bar. They're going to close the bar. We're going to hang around here. Uh, do you want to stick around with us? And I said, yeah, fuck yeah. And I ended up uh, getting drunk with these Irish comedians and smoking weed. It was fucking beautiful. While they closed the bar to the public. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, The next day before I left, because that was my last night in Cork, the next day before I left, one of the comedians who was at the show the night before performing made a special trip back out to the hotel to give me a Woody Allen comedy CD. (laughs) Because he said Woody Allen was his biggest influence. I said, I've never really listened to Woody Allen. This was back in the time when CDs were still a thing. So there you go. But you know, this this was a really old place, like, and I mean, literally cobblestone streets and shit. That's how old it was. The build, you can tell the buildings were two and three hundred years old just by standing there, standing in them, and looking at them. So I do have this love of like European history and shit in that sense. But in saying all of that, Victor sent this clip through. They are fucking weird. They're weird people. They have a sense of you know depending on which country you're from they have a sense of humour all of their own which I don't really understand most of the time and they are just they're strange cold people <laughs> oh that noise god I get it. So, <laughs> Victor was sending this because of the intro. <laughs> this is a very long intro to a song. A Eurovision song, no less. You just know the song's going to be awful, don't you? Let's have a look.
2: Ah!
0: I really don't care that you want to bash me.
2: Do it with Thanos.
3: I'm glad I don't watch Eurovision. I really am. (laughs) As always, thank you for the video, Victor. Let's get back to where we are. That's right, public service announcements, which are fun and entertaining and informative.
1: Hey pal, have you gotten the vaccine? Nah, it's too much trouble. It's too much trouble, Bob. Hey. hey
0: pal, just roll up your sleeve. It's more than just an act
3: of, of kindness. kindness. As a- you know, what his his lead in wasn't good enough. Because I actually like this kind of music. It's my favorite kind of music. That swingy sort of jump bluesy, easygoing toe tapping shit. It's it's my favorite. But let me show you a proper way to do this intro, which has been done fucking a million times in this genre, right? Where you have two people, hey, what's happening, Bob? I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to the show tonight. Really, Joe? Where's the show? The show's right here. But um, bum, bum. Roll up your sleeve. You know, it's that. It happens a lot. <laughs> let me show you the proper way how to do it. Um... What have I got here? Here we go. Okay, here's, this is Steve Lucky and the Rumba Bums, okay? Something in my collection.
0: This is the good shit.
5: Whoa, Lucky. Hey, slow down. What's the hurry, Burry? <laughs>
0: Man, I'm late for my gig. I got, I got to pick up my suit, pack my bags, and catch a plane to L.A. L.A.? What you got going on down there? I got a gig in Hollywood? Hollywood?
2: You better jump. Man, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. Bye, bye. Bye, bye The Hollywood.
3: There you go, Hollywood, see? The
2: Hollywood
3: Jump. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Lucky and the Rumba Bums, the Hollywood Jump. So this guy, already I'm kind of pissed because he only did the back and forward for like one bar. Double. on
1: hey pal just roll Roll up up your your sleeve sleeve. the words are on the screen sing along an act of kindness as a country it
3: will bind us it'll put Put our our fears fears behind behind us. us like you
1: I wasn't sure the, the vaccine, vaccine was, was safe for me but since I my dose, dose I'm saying adios damn is prime and, and wasting time because I rolled up my sleeve, sleeve. and it's been it's almost like, like magic. magic we're on the road to herd immunity <laughs> Everything the CDC recommends I can Can even hug my vaccinated friends So
5: just roll up your (laughs) sleeve What are you waiting for?
3: I can even hug my vaccinated friends Aren't you
1: lucky? Wow!
3: Isn't that wonderful? Reminds me of a story I saw earlier today actually Yankee Stadium City Field to seat fans in vaccinated and unvaccinated sections offer shots and free tickets. Look at how far we're going. They're really doing the would you like to purchase a 12-month gym membership fucking routine, aren't they, huh? They're really doing the would you like to purchase the undercarriage protection spray routine, aren't they? They're really pushing the, would you like your windows, you know, double rubbered routine, aren't they? Holy shit. Press one in the chat. If somebody tries to oversell you something, press one in the chat. If you tend to go, wow, that sounds great. Are there any more amazing offers that you can talk, uh, tell me about or press two in the chat. If you're the kind of person who says, yeah, I uh, tell you what, I'll think about it. (laughs) Which one are you? One or two? A lot of twos seeing a lot of twos in the chat i don't know who's working at the pr firms these days i don't know who's graduating from communications these days but they really are doing a shitty job of this one really bad yankee stadium city field deceit fans in vaccinated and unvaccinated sections offer shots and free tickets remember when they were off so they started with like hey hey guess what Come, come to Starbucks and if you can flash your vaccina- uh, vaccination card at us, we'll give you a free mocha latte. What do you fucking think about that, patriot? <laughs> and they're like, all right, so we've covered off the coffee drinkers. But the coffee drinkers are the easiest ones. By and large, demographically, they're probably the office workers and shit. They're probably the white-collar people. You know, blue-collar people drink coffee as well but I don't know, maybe not in in as big numbers. Like, I think it's far more likely, right, that a blue-collar person would get, like, a Red Bull on the way to work and a white-collar person would be, you know, the person who would go to Starbucks and line up and get their fucking mocha latte with sprinkles. You know what I mean? I've got no evidence to back that up. It's just a thought. As a blue-collar worker myself, I know I have consumed litres and litres and litres of Red Bull in my life. And I love coffee, but coffee for me is something that I'll drink like on the weekends, you know, when I don't have to get up to an alarm. So, you know, if, you, if I can just wake up whenever I feel like it, wake up with the day, I'll get up and I'll fucking make a nice cup. Of, like we have a really nice coffee machine here that I barely use. So I'll get up and make a very nice cup of coffee and enjoy it like in the morning sun, have a cigarette outside, let the sun hit me. Because you wake your body wakes up if you can get like 15 minutes of sun before you do anything. So I stand out there in the sun, (sighs) drink my coffee. It's a weekend thing. But Monday to Friday, I've I've been known to pull into the servo on the way to work and grab a couple of Red Bulls, fucking smash those fuckers down on the drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm trying to get off Red Bull and shit though, because I'm nearly 40 and not 20 years old anymore. I don't drive a four-cylinder turbo anymore and wear wear a baseball cap everywhere I go. Baggy jeans and all of that shit. I don't do that anymore. So it's kind of time to move on from the Red Bull. But it's still a thing, I think, for blue collar people to drink it. So they were giving away the coffees and they got all the coffee people. So how do we get the the blue collar guys? I know. Then Then what happened? The fucking donut shops, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, why don't we give them free donuts to go with their free fucking coffee? We are going to solve this coronavirus vaccine issue today, Junior today! There's a lot of collusion taking place between all of these companies. It's like, alright, we've got the coffee drinkers, we've got the donut eaters, who's next? What's another free thing we can give away? I know, how about tickets to the Yankees game? Now we're talking! huh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Free tickets if you get vaccinated. Let's have a look. The, the ball games due to the road to recovery will include baseball. Governor Cuomo says Yankee and Met games will allow full capacity in certain sections.
2: CBS oh. 2, Steve,
1: over. F- full
3: capacity in certain sections is not full capacity. You know what I mean? Every, every line, every breath that is pushed past the teeth of these fucking of these bottom-feeding manipulators. These are the people who gaslight their husbands and wives at home, right? These are the people who are like emotionally abusive in their everyday life. Because that level of manipulation and passive aggressive just lying to you. Well, the Yankees, good news, Bob. The Yankees and the Mets are offering full attendance in certain sections. Well, then it's not full attendance right? Full capacity in certain sections. Oh, d- because that obviously means by inference that certain other sections will not have full capacity. Therefore, the stadium does not have full capacity. Do you understand how this works? Do you see how this works? They're so fucking, s- they're very sneaky, aren't they?
0: Fuck them. live at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx with more on this. Steve...
3: Jokin' Joe DiMaggio, Joe, Joe DiMaggio,
1: put the needle in my arm. Yeah, it's going to feel like real baseball to some fans very yeah. soon, May 19th. He's not that sick, he's just a, he's just a bit old, Jolted Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) Both the Mets and the Yankees will have certain sections where fans who have been vaccinated can sit. And in that area, social distancing requirements will be lifted, though they will still be required to wear the face (laughs) masks. Though there's also one new incentive.
3: I mean, look at all of these special privileges you get by getting the vaccine. Hey, look! Look at all of this freedom you get by having the vaccine. So, in the vaccinated section of the stadium, you don't—you don't even have to sit three three feet apart from one another. Isn't it good? But in the vaccinated section, uh-uh, face masks for you, social distance for you, not too many people lining up for a beer for you. No handing fucking peanuts to people, no throwing peanuts at people. No, 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 we can't have that cross-contamination. Oh, no, no, no. But if you get your vaccine, welcome to fucking America. Hey, here's a beer, here's a hot dog, let's rock and roll. Woo! Full capacity in this section. <laughs> huh? <laughs> The audacity of it, the balls, the chutzpah. It's something else, isn't it? Utterly fucking fantastic. And uh, hey, I tell you what, since we're making these subhuman, these filthy subhuman anti-vaxxers sit in a different part of the stadium to protect us from them, we should also make them sit at the back of the bus and drink from a different water fountain. We really should, don't you think? They should have their own restrooms because they're filthy people. They can't be trusted. They're dangerous. They're selfish. They're conspiracy theorists. They're science deniers. Just two weeks, yes, Kitty B in the chat. Just two weeks. They said two weeks to flatten the curve. Now it's we're splitting the stadium in half.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you sit over there, and we'll sit over here. Gentle reminder from Kitty B. A little over a year ago, they said, hey, let's just do this for two weeks and see what happens. See how quickly this rolls on. And, you know, I've said this before on a show. this This is generally how it works, right? If you say something is going to happen, people will say to you, hey, stop being so negative, bro. That's ridiculous. You're a science denier. You're a conspiracy theorist nobody's going to separate people. Nobody's going to stop people from going to restaurants and stuff if they aren't vaccinated. That's ridiculous. That's never going to happen. And then, you know, six months later, nine months later, 12 months later, two years later, whatever it is, when it does happen, you'll say to those people, look, I told you this would happen. And what they do then is forget all of those conversations you had in that instant because this is what they've been programmed to do. They forget every single reference that you've ever made to this thing happening. And then they completely change tack. And they say, oh, no, no, it's a good idea. We need to be doing this. This is about keeping people safe. They'll completely forget that they told you, you know, a week earlier that it's never going to happen. Because when it happens, they'll tell you that they always thought it was going to happen and that it should happen. And then you just repeat. You'll point to the next thing in the progression. All right. so after this, they're going to do that. And they'll look you straight in the face. I've done this many times. Gone around this roundabout, this time loop, many times with many people. They'll look you straight in the face and say, No, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. That's conspiracy theory. You're a science denier. This is about keeping people safe. And we do the same fucking dance all over again until that next thing happens then they forget that they ever said it wasn't going to happen and instead say that they always thought it was going to happen and it's a fucking great idea and if you don't support it you're the problem this is what they do it just happens over and over and over again the deeper and deeper and deeper we fucking go and now that you've seen it you can't unsee it now that you know that you'll remember it and you'll be remembering times that it happened to you too (laughs)
1: let's carry on the Mets and Yankees are teaming up to get you vaccinated. To build on the 58% of eligible New Yorkers who've already got the shot, you will be able to get a Johnson & Johnson single-dose shot at the ballpark. Sounds Plus, good. get a what? free ticket to the game. We're all in on this. <laughs>
2: They're
3: just giving them out of the ball game now? Are they, are they just handing out vaccines at the fucking baseball now?
2: <laughs>
3: that is wild. You used to go to the baseball and get a free t shirt. Now they shoot vaccines out of the little cannon. <laughs> Who wants their vaccine? Me, 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 me! Me, me! I want a free donut. I want a free coffee. Give it to me now! <laughs> Exactly, Kitty B, of all shots at Johnson & Johnson, they must be having to empty out the fucking inventory, huh? Does anybody else think that these companies, perhaps, and I'm I'm not saying this is definitely happening, so I'm not spreading misinformation, but just the thought. You know, if we had a media with integrity and ethics, maybe they would look into something like this. But hear me out. Press one in the chat if you think that there's any possibility that these companies like the ones that are handing out free coffee or free donuts or free dinner or free baseball tickets. Press one in the chat if you think that there's any shred of possibility that they might be getting paid by, I don't know, some kind of interest or some kind of pharmaceutical interest which may have just made billions of dollars in the last three months to offer these things out. Press 1 in the chat if you think there's a chance of that. Because think about it. As a mental exercise, let's say I'm running a company that makes let's let's say I'm running a company that makes soda. And I order a whole bunch of soda because the government is making people drink soda. Right? So I order that a whole bunch of soda needs to be made because I'm getting paid by the government which is going to hand my soda out to people. But there's a problem, you see, because I made enough soda for 100% of the population, but only 50% of the population actually wants my soda. So what are we going to do? Because if we don't get rid of this soda, that's actually going to cost us money. If we have to throw this soda out and we've only got rid of 50% of it, then we're going to break even. What's the point, right? We need to move this inventory. Otherwise, it's coming out of the negative. So, just say the soda is worth, I don't know, $500 billion or something. <laughs> it's not go that far. Let's say the soda is worth a billion dollars. So I've got a billion dollars worth of soda sitting in a, you know, you know, on the floor over here that I can't get rid of and I need to get rid of because otherwise all of that, all, that, all of that profit is going down the drain. What if we take $100 million out of the $1 billion and use that money to give to companies to you know, provide them with the resources to allow them to do some kind of bonus giveaway scenario of our soda that's sitting here on the floor. Job done. We move that shit out. We create more inventory space. Everything goes in the profit section and we are laughing all the way to the bank. I saw a story earlier today. Uh, One of these companies had posted a record $3.2 billion profit in the first quarter of 2021. Brilliant. So let's not, let's not let the good times go to waste, shall we? Let's carry on. Yes, uh, we, We're excited to be part of this. Excited uh, to be part of it. We're excited to have more and more fans in the building. Uh- See, excited to be part of this. Part of what? Are you excited to be part of this, I don't know, corporate partnership? to get more people out to the games if you offer them free stuff. Because free ticket, yeah, but after COVID, I'd hand out a few free tickets too. You know why? Because people are going to come to the baseball with with their vaccine and their free ticket and they're going to buy beer, they're going to buy hot dogs, right? They're going to buy fucking peanuts, they're going to buy merchandise. So you're still recouping. You might not be making as much money as you were before, 2020, but you'll be making a little bit more than you otherwise would if you offer a deal like this, right? Because otherwise, nobody's showing, so. Because our players love it.
1: Voice of Reason with the Diamond. Remember, Patriots' fear is good
3: business, yes.
1: Just last night, we heard the volume at Yankee Stadium, even with a limited capacity new yorkers are not a shy crowd you know they don't sit there and clap politely you know they
2: let you know that they're there
3: You mentioned the yankees have been on the leading often oftentimes by grabbing them on the tip Mm -hmm. you know when i go to yankee stadium what i like to do is get a sausage i get a sausage on a bun they call that a hot dog i get the hot dog and the sausage on the bun and i eat the whole damn sausage every time hey hey Look at that sausage there. I want you to eat the whole sausage all the way down your throat, baby. All the way down your fucking throat. There you go. There you go.
2: Huh? Yeah.
3: That's right. Get it all in there. Don't you? Don't you? Just lick the end of it. Lick it on the tip. There you go, baby. You wanna come to the baseball? Huh? I got good. I got the corporate seats. You can eat all the sausage
1: you want in my corporate. I don't
0: know what I'm
1: edge of vaccination since they've become available. Both ballparks have offered hey, them, even it's,
3: during games. <laughs> they call him Baseball Bill de Blasio. Big fucking baseball fan.
1: We are currently vaccinating. It's <laughs> dead. It's a friggin' sausage boogie. City field approximately 2,000 individuals a day. We are oh. in the process of opening a drive-through lane. Oh, Fans who have handy. been fully vaccinated. Is there is there anything
3: more American? This is a fucking genuine comment. Is there anything more American than drive-through? I don't think there is. Guns, nah. Hamburgers, nah. nah. War, nah. The most American thing on planet Earth is the drive-through. You fuckers have a drive-through for everything drive through food, drive through coffee, drive through fucking pharmacy. They hand you drugs in a drive through? It's like the it's like your whole society is geared around never having to get out of your car. Drive-by shootings. Right? Everything's a drive through. Fuck, what do we do? A drive through vaccines, drive through baseball tickets. Wonderful stuff.
1: Vaccinated will now get to sit in sections where social distancing is completely eliminated. Wow. Fans are what make the game. Fans are also what make memories. And they make memories for players as well as themselves. There you go. So uh, two, two sets of seating, ladies and
3: gentlemen. Uh, Vaccinated fans will get to sit in a certain part of the stadium. Unvaccinated fans will have to sit in a different part of the stadium. And those filthy, disgusting, subhuman uh, non-vaccine, pardon me, vaccine types. Why are we stopping there? Like I said before, they should be made to stand at different lunch counters. They should be made to get to the back of the bus. They should be made to drink out of different water fountains. All of that shit. They're filthy people because they haven't taken their vaccine. Something needs to be done about them. Speaking of vaccine, I wonder if... uh the problem with these particular New Yorkers not getting the vaccine is that they might just be a little bit too what's the word I'm looking for a little bit too macho is that the right word and New Yorkers not macho maybe you know puffing their chest out whatever you whatever that word is COVID vaccine hesitancy among men is its own public issue it's oh yes yes A study says vaccine hesitancy among some men is a potentially fatal consequence of toxic masculinity. I'm listening. (laughs) Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is responsible for
1: everything.
3: Last month, President Joe Biden dismissed the decision by governors in states, including Texas and Mississippi, to end mask mandates as, quote, Neanderthal thinking. Cavemen. They're fucking uneducated, knuckle-dragging, rock-ape fucking cavemen, these people, mate. Quote, I'm reiterating my call for... Joe Biden always reads better when he's, you know, when he's <laughs> when his words are written down on, in an article. It always looks a lot better than when you're actually listening to Joe Biden. I'm reiterating my call for every governor, mayor, and local leader to maintain and reinstate the mask mandate. That's what it says on paper. What he actually said, you know, when he was making the speech, I think sounded a little bit more like, I like to dip my testicles in ice cream and let the dog lick it off. And then, of course, all of the articles came out later that day. No, no, he just misspoke. He didn't mean that. Oh, okay. Thank God. I was beginning to worry then. The article continues. Whether he knew it or not, Biden was pointing to a specific and uh, revelatory... God, I'm an idiot. ...trend in somehow people are interacting with pandemic restrictions because, quote, Neanderthal thinking might be the best way to describe an apparent aversion to masks, health restrictions, vaccines that certain men are exhibiting. Are we talking about the black men? Because as we all know, vaccine hesitancy, if you're black, it's vaccine hesitancy. If you're white, it's science denier, okay? These are the appropriate terms. And I'd like to just say a big shout out to YouTube because they're reviewing my monetization request right now. So sure there won't be any problems. They're gonna love me over there in the partner program. I can't wait. YouTube is the best platform on the internet. They're so free and equitable. They really are. Susan really does care about free expression. I love her. She's wonderful. She's my favourite. She's my favourite CEO. Is- <laughs> Voice of Reason with a diamond. I don't need a vaccine. I eat nails for breakfast. There you go. Uh, Voice of Reason is actually a nail gun. We're going to call you the nail gun from now on. That's a great fucking nickname. How did you get that? Because I eat nails. All right, then. Because Neanderthal thinking might be the best way to describe an apparent aversion to masks, health restrictions and vaccines that certain men are exhibiting, according to Fairleigh Dickinson University Poll of more than 6,000 adults across all 50 fucking states, my man. Neanderthal is a term we often jokingly use to describe people. Ah, it's just a joke. We're just joking. Oh, oh, oh,
2: hey! hey, Hey!
3: You know, I have terms that I jokingly use to describe people as well. Mm. flyer. You put the lime in the coconut and drink it all up. Hey, it's just a joke. Neanderthal, we're just kidding, guys. Relax. This is the article, MSNBC. Neanderthal is a term we often jokingly use to describe people, men normally. Who act out destructive biological impulse. They're now saying that uh not wanting to get the vaccine is a biological impulse. That's telling you something, isn't it? It's almost like they're genetically engineered not to listen to us. What is this? I don't know. Could it be that could it possibly be that you're a very fucking annoying whining bitch? Is, does that have anything to do with? It? Perhaps we've evolved. <laughs> we've evolved to no longer listen to you anymore. I don't know. Neanderthal is a term we often jokingly use to describe people, men normally, who act out destructive biological impulses without much thought. Like the primitive Ice Age humans, we learn... Everything's either an Ice Age reference, a Frozen reference, or a fucking Harry Potter reference with these slags. It really is. Like the primitive, that's their only frame of reference for modern society. What would Harry Potter do in this scenario? Like the primitive Ice Age humans we learned about in school, it's also used to jokingly connote rugged manliness. Oh, no. It's night in the Rugged manliness. And I'm on my way back home. Coming on my favourite genie. Swinging like, like Natalie Cole. Cole. Men are more sceptical than women about COVID-19 vaccines and wearing face masks, but the real divide is between men who are trying to project masculinity and the men who aren't. This is the article.
2: (laughs) Do you
3: see this? Do you see this? Your aversion to having the needle stuck in your arm, or this...
1: Okay, I'll your aversion roll to this. up my sleeve. You've made a comprehensive case, pal. You're cutting to the chase, pal. And I also like your face,
3: pal. <laughs> your aversion to this here, it's because you're trying to pretend like you're tough. <laughs> this is what these people think. This is what these idiots really think. You know, you're handing out free coffee and free donuts and fucking tickets to the baseball game. You're demanding everybody get a vaccine passport, right? You're making everybody sit and you 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 don't want people who aren't vaccinated to even have the freedom to go to a restaurant or a supermarket. You're pushing all of this constantly, right? And then you turn around and say, "Well, I guess the reason you don't want one is because you're trying to act tough in front of your friends." <laughs> said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, I don't know about you but I'm kind of sick of being lectured to by these mummies that I've never se- I've never even seen their vagina let alone come out of it. They, they act like society's mummies. Society's fucking helicopter parents. Society's overbearing fucking adopted parents that nobody asked for. And so I'm kind of sick of being lectured by uh, to by by them, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to listen anymore. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> listen to this, listen to this fucking gem. The men who identify as the most masculine were also more likely to have attended a gathering of more than ten people. <laughs> Foggy in the chat. Way to be a a pin-dick, bro. (laughs) The men who identify as the most masculine were also more likely to have attended a gathering of more than 10 people or hosted visitors at their residence during the pandemic. Dun-dun-dun! Almost half of completely masculine men reported that they've had people over at their home recently. For other men, it was 36% for other men. So so less masculine men, more effeminate men. Only 36. So the difference here, look at this fucking nonsense. So the difference here is between 43% of the people who think they are masculine versus 36% of the people who don't think they're masculine. So what? in other words, what we used to call that back in the day before we had these fucking idiots writing articles was most pretty much the same pretty close yeah we used to call that eh, almost 50 50. (laughs) not anymore now we call it toxic masculinity (laughs) (laughs) fucking go shit in your hat, you idiots all right with that let's take a quick five minute blake uh blake let's take a quick five minute break when we return i want to get into this thing uh how extremists, ladies and gentlemen This is this is what the article is called Okay, so I can't wait to go through it with you How extremists weaponize Irony to spread hate <laughs> Yes You know how people say things like Well, hey, at least you've still Got your sense of humour At least you've still got your sense of humour They'll never take that away from me Remember how people used to say that? Guess what? That's gonna get cancelled too Just so you know We're coming after, now we're coming after the fucking jokes, believe it or not. And I don't mean like canceling somebody, like stopping somebody from getting a gig on Saturday Night Live. I mean criminalizing it. So that'll be fun. Looking, very much looking forward to that. So stick around five minutes. You're on the Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. See you soon.
2: me, Rusty the Iceman, Sunday Night seven thirty, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook.
0: America is a divided country. Corrupt politicians bought and paid for by hypersized corporate conglomerates on one side, and emotionally manipulated mindless automatons pushing you into their arms on the other. But what if I told you there was another choice? That we could end all of this in an instant. I'm Major Tom, and I want to be your president. My comprehensive Nuke America Now campaign is proven, bipartisan, and effective. Unlike all those other people offering you false platitudes about change and togetherness, I make you only one simple campaign promise. If elected, after a week-long rager to celebrate the greatest country ever known, I'll turn America's entire nuclear arsenal in on itself, and we'll make sure America goes out on top and on our own terms. The time to pretend that this country is fixable is over. It's time to elect a leader that understands our situation. So remember, vote MT 2024, and let's finally give this joke the punchline it deserves.
5: Patriots, this is your favorite southerner, Doc Martin. (laughs) Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near
1: to
0: wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all
1: of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss.
5: Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, D Live, or YouTube.
0: That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you.
1: We'll leave the porch light on.
0: I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you a problem for coins when you have a heavy bag? When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd soon watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal till it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be
2: cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked
0: away on the light Enjoy the joy of hesit! Enjoy the joy of Enjoy the joy of This Justin! The global officials that can help all, also known as got you have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported.
2: All Sometime right, Sometimes this world can
0: get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake your coal around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie it. Come on, everybody, boogie pop tonight. No one's
1: gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody boogie
3: bopper tonight No one's gonna
2: tell me how to boogie
1: Come on, everybody boogie bopper tonight hey, coming back Second
3: half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Wednesday night edition Daily Boogie podcast Thank you for joining us Don't forget, later on tonight, follow some of our friends Coffee Talk with Sandra uh, Irrational Times is in the chat, give Irrational Times a follow uh, Everybody's favourite lover of friends with them uh, I don't know if AP will be around later on or not uh, he was he dropped in the chat on monday and i caught a little bit of his show last night but i don't know his days or anything and i don't even to be fair i don't even know where his channel is because every time i follow adonis paul's channel it gets fucking banned <laughs> so is, like every time i find one i'm like hey there he is <laughs> and i go back there the next day a couple of days later oh he's fucking gone again what a fucking surprise so there you go so do your absolute best but anyway So much more to get through in so little time. Like we were discussing in the first part of the program, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm glad that we're finally treating these science-denying, filthy subhuman anti-vax wretches with the disrespect that they deserve. Surely we need to start locking them out of supermarkets, restaurants. Surely we need to ban them from getting on public transport. Surely we need to ban them from even going out of their house in the first place. And, of course, different water fountains and please sit at the back of the bus. You filthy anti-vaxxer scum. But uh, I don't think we're going far enough. And if the modern world has anything to teach us, then surely it's constantly shaming people and browbeating them is the only way to get them to agree with you. From the Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness. We should stop catering to the vaccine holdouts. Yes. yes. I agree. You know why? Because they are the extremists. The vaccine holdouts, as as far as I'm concerned, the vaccine holdouts are the extremists, not the people who are trying to exclude them from society. <laughs> <laughs> who are also, ironically, the most inclusive people. Aren't they wonderful? It's not a nice... Uh, to steal a line from Homer Simpson. It seems everything is wrapped up in a neat little package. <laughs> when the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Food and Drug Administration, both are very authoritative bodies, the FDA. The FDA's never got anything wrong, by the way. I don't know if you know about this or not. They're the only government uh, institution that has a 100% fucking success rate, is the FD fucking A. The only ones, the Food and Drug Administration, Sorry, what's that? I've just been told by a friend of mine who is a Facebook independent fact-checker that that is indeed not accurate. But, hey, who cares about accuracy? We believe in science. The Food and Drug Administration announced a pause in the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Luckily, they paused the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because now we can hand them out at the baseball. (laughs) Good. What a fucking coincidence, isn't it? That the government pauses the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. When was this? April 22nd. So what, three weeks ago? So three weeks ago, the government pauses the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Now, three weeks later, the the Mets and the Yankees, covering all of New York baseball, the Mets and the Yankees both come out and say, Hey, good news. If you come to the baseball, we've got Johnson and
2: Johnson vaccines. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, Major League Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are those the vaccines that were locked up in the warehouse during the... put? Po- no, 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 shut up here. Have a free donut. Have a free beer to go with your vaccine, mate. <laughs> Guess what? You get to sit in the special seats. <laughs> Isn't it good? I'm glad that we're encouraging people to do the right thing. The Food and Drug Administration announced a pause in the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because a tiny number of instances in which women developed blood clots after getting the shot. But, hey, it wasn't that many. It wasn't that many of them. You know, believe all women except the one <laughs> I, I can't I can't it's just getting too much. It's getting too much. Remember the title of tonight's show, Weaponized Irony. We're in a lot of trouble here, trust me, especially on this program. This this fucking thing I'm about to show you after this little piece here that we're going to cover like in the next 5 minutes, this thing I'm about to show you will will fucking blow your mind. I'm not I'm not lying. <laughs> It is that bad. I just glanced over it, and I listened to like 30 seconds of the clip that comes with it, and I was I was fucking gold <laughs> anyway, Where are we? The latest Axios Ipsos survey finds that it had the opposite effect, as predicted by Anthony S. Fauci. So he's no longer Doctor Anthony Fauci. Now he's Anthony S. Fauci. Very country club name, isn't it? William T. The Fourth. Anthony S. Fauci. Samuel L. Jackson. Maybe Anthony Fauci plans on being a star in an upcoming Quentin Tarantino movie. Who knows? I wouldn't surprise me. Tarantino hasn't made a good movie for fucking 15 years. President Biden's chief medical advisor. 91% of Americans have heard of the the pause, showing a clear breakthrough of the issue in our collective consciousness in a very short time. It's, why why do you always have to be so wanky with everything? Why can't you just talk straight? Listen to that again. 91% of Americans have heard of the pause showing a clear breakthrough of the issue in our collective consciousness in a very short period of time. Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. It's such drivel. The poll reported on Tuesday, nearly the same number, 88%, feel the FDA and the CDC are acting responsibly by recommending a pause in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. It was not even close. Among Republicans, quote, Americans, regardless of political affiliation, feel health officials are acting responsibly by recommending the pause. In other words, listen to this, no one can blame responsible healthcare officials for residual militant vaccine hesitancy. Militant vaccine hesitancy. Hmm. Because that seems fair. I don't know about you, but it seems very fair to me to associate people who might be a little apprehensive about taking this, um, you know, record rolled out speed vaccine, which uh, people are reading stories about, you know, it's only a few of them having blood clots, but whatever. You know, these people who are hesitant about taking a vaccine that the government itself elected to stop giving. Right. The government said, no, no, we need to pause this so we need to know more about it. This fucking idiot, Jennifer Rubin, thinks if you, right, take that, the government saying, oh, you know what? Maybe we should stop for a little while and continue studying the vaccine. And if you're somebody who goes, whoa, okay, maybe I shouldn't rush into taking this, she thinks you're an idiot. (laughs) In fact, the the term that she used, ladies and gentlemen, was militant vaccine hesitancy. Militant. Like a prepper. Like you're in a fucking bunker that can survive a World War II-era nuclear weapon. Just loading up on baked beans and canned goods and water and uh, and of course ammunition right because you're a crazy prepper sitting down there waiting for the end of the world science denier neanderthal how about this one of our favorites on the show ladies and gentlemen uh msnbc is he msnbc no he's cnn michael smear cornish uh had this
1: to say not that long ago here's an option there was a USA Today essay that was published by a former prosecutor named Michael Stern. Mm. And I discussed this briefly on radio yesterday. He says we've got to shun folks. We've got to shun people into getting vaccinated. (laughs) I, I mean,
3: they're openly telling you. They're openly telling you. I've had this conversation far too many times than I care to remember. But I bet I guarantee I fucking guarantee you, look, maybe not, because America's a little bit different. See, we all live we all live in the big cities here in Australia, right? So you're in Sydney, you're in Melbourne, you're in Brisbane, you're in Adelaide, you're in Perth. Um, and then outside of that, you know, you're living in like second tier cities like Canberra, sorry foggy. Sorry foggy, but it's true. Second tier only in size, but not in spirit, if that's fair. So if you're living in second tier city, so every, most people live in big cities in Australia, right? But in America, I understand that there's a lot smaller, there's a lot of small towns out in the middle of nowhere and stuff. And in places like that, maybe you haven't, you know, had a lot of liberal people, or maybe you live in a place that doesn't have a lot of conservative people, so you don't really come across them that much, which I completely understand I do, honestly, um, <laughs> but as somebody who has, you know, grown up in a very kind of, I'm in a left wing city in a in a conservative state, right? Winning TV with a diamond, prosecute the super spreaders. Next for murder, yes. No, murder wouldn't be enough. We'd have to take the super spreaders in front of the Hague, Phil, and try them on Crimes Against Humanity, right? Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Come on. Do it, pussy. Do it. (laughs) Imagine showing up at the baseball, not being able to produce your vaccination card, and then being told that you will be charged with Crimes Against Humanity. You'll be charged with genocide.
2: Do it, you fucking pussy. Do it! Come on, do it!
3: <laughs> I want you to pick up the gun, Zed. I want you to pick it up. Come on,
1: Zed. a boy!
3: Quentin Tarantino reference. From when he was doing good movies. Not this recent shit. So, I, I've grown up in and live in a, like a left-wing city in a, in a conservative state. And I can tell you, how many times have you fucking gone through this process where you can show them a clip like this. You'll show them the clip where they're openly saying, no, no, no. People who don't want this thing need to be shunned. We need to shame them. Fuck them.
2: Right? Right?
3: Iceman4433, dlive.tv slash Iceman4433. Thank you for the diamond. Please, Boog. Can't can't you be wrong for once? (laughs) Seems not. (laughs) I'm wrong about stuff all the time. Honestly. Like the other day, I went out for a steak dinner and I thought it was going to be good. I was wrong. Happens to the best of us. So you can show them a clip like this where they're openly saying, no, no, we need to shame people into getting this thing because it's so fucking good. First, the free donuts, then the free coffee, now the free baseball, and now if that doesn't work, fucking shame them. Embarrass them, mock them, fuck them. Right? Wow, haven't you (laughs) turned... Like, put yourself... We mentioned it before, the gym membership scenario. You walk into the gym, they're overselling you, you go to walk out, and then they just start insulting you. You fat cunt. (laughs) Where do you think you're going, you fat fucking piece of shit? Get back in here. Everybody boo him through the car park.
1: Boo! Fatty! Fuck you, fatty! Boo!
3: (laughs) What, are you a science denier, fatty? Huh? Get your fatty, fat ass back in the fucking gym, you fat fuck! Boo! Boo! <laughs> oh. When I walked in here, everyone was so friendly. <laughs> That's okay. If you want the vaccine, we'll give you a coffee. We'll give you a fucking we'll give you a coffee and a donut. It's gonna be amazing. Do you want free tickets to the baseball? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Do you like the baseball? Everybody loves baseball. It's the all-American sport. Come on. Uh, I'm not really interested in any of that. BOO! Fuck you, you fat fuck! Get your ass on the treadmill! Fucking, don't even let him in the restaurant, the fat fuck! hes going to eat everything! Fuck him. BOO! Uh-oh. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga! This place has gone downhill!
4: Oh. Sinister Charlie pipped five dollars. Yes. Boogie, please shame my dog. He won't get vaccinated. I think he's cute. <laughs> Thank you, Sister John.
3: Listen here, mutt. <laughs> Listen here, you flea-bitten, rug-pissing mutt. Do the right thing. Get the vaccine. Don't look at me like that. Huh? 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 If you don't get the vaccine, you're not getting any more chewy treats, okay? You hearing me, boy? You hearing me, boy? Now get outside. Get out the back. And he's just crying at the back door. Cuz he usually likes to come in and jump up on the couch and snuggle next to you when you're playing your video games, right? No. You sleep outside until you get the vaccine, young man.
2: There
3: you go. I hope I helped, sinister Charlie. So now you can you can present your friends. You know your more left leaning friends with these videos, and I say, look, they're just they're just saying that people need to be openly shamed and shunned into doing this. I thought we were against all of that kind of social pressure and shit, right? I thought we were against all of that, and they'll just openly look at they'll, they'll plainly look at you and reply something like, no, no, it's for it's for the greater good, it's for public safety. It's uh, boogie. Where you see people being shamed, what I actually see is encouragement to do the right thing. Which is reason number four hundred and forty-six of why you should not argue with idiots on Twitter. Just avoid it. Don't bother. You're wasting your fucking time. Let's
1: carry on. yesterday he says we've got to shun folks. Yeah. We've got to shun people folks, into getting there's my vaccin- There's my favorite word. Oh, the folksy folks. We gotta shun the folksy folks into the folksy folks. You know, folks, folks, folks. Naded. The shunning suggestion is this. Uh businesses should make vaccination a requirement for employment.
3: Not everyone in this chat has been around, you know, for a long time. Because look, I'm gonna this this may be breaking the fourth wall here. I may be, you know, ruining the myth. I may be ruining your chance to suspend disbelief but the reality is uh, this is a very small audience relatively speaking What I like, to, I like to think of our audience as small but mighty okay we're the smallest guy in the room but we're the toughest guy in the room the football team I support is the smallest football team in the league by far embarrassingly so we get outnumbered at our own stadium by the visiting fans do you think I give a fuck? I march right in there with my fucking scarf around my neck. Let's fucking do this. Fuck them. Let's go. <laughs> you know, because that's the kind of guy I am. Boogs, they outnumber us two to one. There's a great line from, I think it's Patton, you know, the World War II general. Uh, there's a great line. I think it's, uh, again, I could be wrong. But one of his subordinates came up to him and said, "Sir, the enemy has us surrounded." And he says, "Good, we can now fire uh, equally in all directions. <laughs> we can now, no, good, we can now attack in all directions."
2: <laughs>
3: That's the kind of person I am. Outnumbered at our own stadium, fuck them. Let's go. Let's fucking do this. I'll taunt them walking in. Yeah, you're not, you're not in fucking Melbourne anymore, pussy. Fuck off. <laughs> So not everyone has been around this chat for the longest time, which is fine. Press one in the chat if you remember at any point during your listening to this program where we have discussed, I'm going to say long before things like this were on MSNBC or CNN, press one in the chat if you've heard us ever in the past discuss the likelihood that eventually you will have to provide some kind of proof of vaccination to go to the restaurant, go to a supermarket, go to sporting events, go to music events and keep your job. If you've ever heard us say that. You know, because at the time, at the time, my, you know, left-leaning friends were calling me, I'm too negative. I'm a conspiracy theorist. You're you know, you're falling off the cliff, man. This is never going to happen. And now, like I said before, the same pattern happens every single time, every single talking point. Now they're pretending like I never said all of those things and they never said all of those things. And instead, now they just say, no, it's a good idea. We should be doing this. And the reason that we know this is because we watched all the clips of the shit that they were doing in China in 2019 and 2020. We've already seen it. We already know what's coming because they've already done it. They've already done it. We're just following. We're just a little bit behind. That's all. Which leads me to believe that maybe the Chinese aren't as silly as Westerners like to think they are because at least the Chinese know that they don't have freedom. They probably laugh at us, because we think we do. Oh, you, stu- you stupid Westerner, you think you have a freedom. Look at them, they're so childish. So silly. They should not be that up by right now.
1: A COVID outbreak can shut down a business and be financially devastating. And failure to enforce basic health and safety measures is not fair to employees who have.
3: This is, this is exactly the angle that we said that they would take six months ago, nine months ago, whenever it was. Because the way we do, if you again, if you're new here, the, the way we tend to do things on this show is like hit a topic and roll. Hit a topic and roll on, you know. I don't tend to dwell too long on the same topic. Like, yes, we we talk about COVID-19 a lot, but not. Uh, we talk about different aspects. So we'll hit an aspect of it and then roll on. And then generally what happens is anywhere between one month and six months later, everybody else starts talking about it. It's like, yeah. I've given up trying to get attention. <laughs> clearly. Clearly, I, haven't, I don't put any effort into getting attention in the first place. It's much easier to do it this way. Keep a low profile. That's what I like. You know. I'd, I'd rather be whispered about the next morning after a party than be there to get all of the criticism. Did you fuck that girl in the in the in the washroom, bro? Ah, oh, man. I'd much rather fuck the girl and leave, and then she doesn't even really remember what I look like because it was dark in there. Hey, what happened to you? Ah, look, man. I was there for an hour, and I kind of got a headache, so I just I had to jet. I had to get out of there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, couldn't stick around. <laughs> had to had to get out of there. All right, let's get to this item here. Oh, have we got one more? We got one more here. This is key. This is key to understand the next story. And this makes me feel safe. I don't know about you. Thank you for keeping me safe, uh, President Biden. Biden team may partner with private firms to monitor, quote, extremist chatter online. Sounds interesting. You know what? I'm I'm glad. One of the reasons I liked Joe Biden is he's not afraid to do what needs to be done to address uh, white supremacy. Listen to this, CNN, ladies and gentlemen. The Biden administration is considering using outside firms to track extremist chatter by Americans online. Uh, don't worry, like I'm not I'm not laughing at you. We've already done this years ago. So. Um, welcome it's, it's another case of welcome to my world it's another case of it'll never happen here Da-da-da-da. i don't have the music loaded up but i probably should it'll never happen here you know a few years ago when i started doing a show when i but even before it was a podcast when we just do a live stream on a thursday night which could go 5 6 fucking hours yeah? um i used to say I, the reason that gag is like it works now is because People who have been around that long, like the OG listeners, they remember because we've, we had this, we had this experience where I would say things like, oh, look, the government's passing laws to um, increase their surveillance capabilities in X country. And Americans in the audience would say, that'll never happen here. We have the constitution. Uh, We have rights. You know, we have a bill. We have privacy, blah, blah, blah. It'll never happen here. And I'm like, but they don't have to change the constitution. They'll just do it. They find a workaround. They find a loophole and they exploit it. There's, there's a reason that these lawyers who... There's a reason that lawyers write laws. If you want to know why all the lawyers are in government, it's because lawyers write the fucking laws, mate. And they write them in such a way that they can be bended and moulded and manipulated and forced through, you know, square pegs through round holes should the need arise. Pass the potato, seventeen with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, sir. I've always loved your show, except for one time. Was that the Q show where I <laughs> was that the Q was that the that was that the show after the election <laughs> where I said, "Okay, today we're going to make fun of Q." <laughs> Is that the one? Come on, I know, I know who you are, mate. I know you are. Be honest. The king demands honesty of you, my loyal my loyal servant yes thank you very much but it was for your own good clearly i mean clearly it worked right clearly you're a better more balanced person these days i mean i mean i you know i'm not going to say i didn't like you back then i'm I'm joking i'm sorry i'm an idiot you were okay back then
2: too
3: (laughs) exactly sinister charlie my dog is q though (laughs) The Biden administration is considering using outside firms to track extremist chatter by Americans online, an effort that would expand the government's ability to gather intelligence, but could draw uh, criticism over surveillance of US citizens. You know, there are some people out there who have some concerns. See the little... See the little tricks you pick up on this show along the way? There are people out there who have some concerns is now a meme (laughs) for us. For us, anyway, this very small fucking audience. It's a meme for us. The Department of Homeland Security is limited in how it can monitor citizens online without justification. How horrible. How awful. Oh, the DHS is limited in its ability to uh, surveil people. This brings me to one of my favourite fucking things, right? One of my favourite things that dumb people say is when they'll they'll come into this chat and we'll be talking about illegal surveillance and government surveillance and all of that stuff, the surveillance state, which we've done fucking many, 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 many hours on over the years. And someone will come in this chat and say, hey, Boogs, I've got news for you, bro. They've already been doing it for a long time. It is, it is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. You know why? Let me explain to you. If you're somebody who thinks that it's a, good, it's a good retort to say, hey, why do you care so much about this surveillance? They've been doing it for a long time. Here's why that's stupid. Okay, illegal border crossings have been happening for a long time. Why are you trying to stop it? Fuck wit. Idiot. Hey, murder's been happening for a long time. Why, why are you trying to stop people from doing it? What are you, an idiot? The difference is, what we're talking about here is governments making it legal. Okay. We understand that <clears throat> illegal surveillance happens just like we understand illegal border crossings happen. What we are talking about here is the government trying to make illegal surveillance legal. It's the same thing as the government trying to make illegal immigration legal. Now, if you're somebody who comes in this chat and says something as idiotic as, why are we talking about the surveillance? Bro, they've been doing it for ages anyway. What's the difference? Then you're the same fucking idiot who thinks that illegal immigration should be legalised but you're just too fucking stupid to know it (laughs) right sorry to be be the bearer of bad news that's what we're talking about because laws don't protect people from anything laws don't protect people from shit laws turn actions into criminal actions listen to this listen to this fucking listen to this apologising Instead, federal authorities can only browse through unprotected information on social media sites like Twitter and Facebook and other open online platforms. A source familiar with the effort said it is not about decrypting data, but rather using outside entities who can legally access these private groups to gather large amounts of information that could help DHS identify key narratives as they emerge. In other words, and the sad reality here is like a lot of people who you try to explain this to are going to be far too dense and far too stupid to understand what you're trying to say. But the sad reality is the government wants to, the most powerful government on planet Earth wants to hire people to infiltrate private groups to report on what those groups are talking about. They are the brown shirts. This this is fascism. This, this is what it is. I, I, I can't put it any more simply. You are now cheering on the creation of a... Private pseudo-paramilitary force which is going to go around and infiltrate groups in order to report on the narratives that are being discussed within those groups because apparently they might be a threat to the ruling party. That's what we're doing now. Good point in the chat. Very good point in the chat. Henry in the chat. Boogie stand vetting. It's going to have to be uh, kicked up a notch. Couldn't agree more. We're going to have to be vigilant. We've got to weed these fuckers out of the gate. I saw one of the most idiotic things I've ever seen from an educated person yesterday when I saw some fucking lawyer uh, on Twitter. I can't even remember his name. That's how stupid he was. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. (laughs) I can't even remember his name. Uh, He said something like... "Uh, the government, the government is in danger of uh, enacting discriminatory immigration policies. This is supposedly an educated man with, you know, a whole bunch of degrees up on the wall and a law degree who argues very complex um, cases in court. Too fucking stupid to understand that that's the point of having a border, is to be discriminatory. That's the point. That's why you have borders because you discriminate against who comes in and who doesn't. If you don't want to discriminate about who comes into your country and who doesn't, then you have no border at all. That's how it works. Oh, the government is in danger because you see, he's trying to attack conservatives in this country. So it's like, oh, the government is in danger of uh, enacting discriminatory border policy. Fuck it. All border uh, policy is discriminatory. That's why it exists. (laughs) It's all discriminatory. It's just levels of discrimination. It's like the Americans don't let people in who have, like, you know, dangerous criminal records and stuff. They're discriminating against people with dangerous criminal records, and it's not even a bad thing. Discrimination. Because idiots like this... Overly educated fucking Fruit Loop think that it's fair. Yeah, they they equate education to intelligence, but they're two separate things, they're two separate entities. Now, educated people have this fascinating tendency to equate discrimination with race. Like, because that all discrimination for them is, you know, regarding the race of a person, which is so stupid. I I don't even know where to start fucking addressing it. But everybody discriminates all the time, every day, all day, as soon as they wake up. You know how you discriminate? I'm, I'm going to have toast instead of um, a bowl of cereal. If you're walking in the supermarket and you see all of these uh, pieces of meat and one piece of meat looks like it's a little bit older than the other pieces of meat, so you don't pick up the old piece of meat, you are, you are doing discrimination at that point. I'm sorry, I don't understand how this is difficult for you. Discrimination, discrimination is not um, an inherently bad thing. It's actually a sign of intelligence, because you're not stupid enough to do. You're not stupid enough to pick the bad option. The plan being discussed inside DHS, according to multiple sources, would in effect allow the department to circumvent those limits. In response to CNN's story, DHS said it is, it is quote not partnering with private firms to surveil uh, pardon, it is not partnering with private firms to surveil suspected domestic terrorists online, and it is blatantly false to suggest that the department is using outside firms to circumvent its illegal limits. All of our work to address the threat of domestic terrorism is done consistent with the Constitution. They care about the Constitution and other applicable law and in close coordination with our privacy and civil liberties experts, the DHS statement added. But the department has considered partnering with research firms who have more visibility in this space, though it is not done so at this point, the sources said. If that ultimately happens, DHS could produce information that would likely be beneficial to both it and the FBI which can't monitor US citizens in this way without first getting a warrant, those pesky warrants. Those pesky warrants. That's why you don't need a pesky warrant if you have something like Clearview AI, which is a software program which is being used by literally thousands of law enforcement agencies across North America right now, um, which can take somebody's photo on the street and within fractions of a second bring up all of their... Uh, vital, particular social media information where they where they work, what their name is, what their address is, and then it can also do the same thing to your friends list. It can scoop up all of your contacts, all within fractions of a second. No need for a warrant. It's just a tool. It's a software tool. No need for a warrant. All right. Have a look at this. Now this was sent through by uh some uh, you know a listener I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the guy's name he may not even want to, he may not even want to be associated with this thing which I completely understand but uh, so let's just leave it at somebody sent this through a listener sent this through on a discord from NPR how extremists weaponize irony to spread hate and of course the obligatory photo of Gavin McGinnis they I, interestingly they decided to to not go with the Gavin McGinnis photo where he's sticking a dildo in his asshole but i don't know why what are they are, are they kink shaming god they really are bigots aren't they on a recent episode of his live stream show the 22 year old extremist nick fuentes now, Nick Fuentes might be a lot of things. You might like Nick Fuentes, you might dislike Nick Fuentes. I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm not either way on him because I, I don't really watch him. It's, 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 it's something the young people do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't really, I, I enjoyed the Groypa war thing. I thought that was a fucking laugh, but I've never, I've never, like, for example, I've never sat through a whole Nick Fuentes live stream. So I don't really know that much about him. I know he's a young guy. I know he's got a huge following. And I know a lot of people like him and a lot of people don't like him, but it's not like I'm trying to sit on the fence or anything here. I genuinely don't have an opinion on him because I don't really care. You know, it's just not my thing. But, you know, good luck. i go for it, kid. I don't know. Whatever. But what I do know about him is extremist. What I do know about this story is extremist as a label is thrown around extremely liberally you know instead of the, the way these people use the term extremist it's like if you're an assassin instead of using <clears throat> a silenced 22 pistol to the back of the head where it's all nice and clean and there's no exit wound the way these people do political assassinations is to walk into the room with a fucking chain gun and just obliterate everybody in there And it's just blood and guts and, you know, windows are smashed out. And it's just, it's a fucking war zone in there. You know what I mean? That's how they deal in a journalistic sense. Very blunt instrument style. Because everybody's a fucking extremist. Just take out the whole room. They're not very precise in their labeling is what I'm trying to say. On a recent episode of his live stream show, the 22-year-old extremist Nick Fuentes repeated a formula that has won him a following with some of the youngest members of the far right. See, I would just say young people. But, of course, then I must be defending racism or something, according to this idiot. He went on an extended, violent and misogynistic rant, only to turn to the camera and add with a smirk, Just joking. Just joking. The article continues. In this case, from the April 22 edition of Fuentes' show America First, a viewer wrote in to ask Fuentes for advice on how to, quote, punish his wife for getting out of line. <laughs> I would just say Islam is right about women and move on. What, el- what else do I need to say? Ask Allah, bro. He knows. Incha fucking la. Fuentes responded, quote, why don't you smack her across the face? Do you, do you want to know a true story and this is why progressives just aren't funny. I worked with a guy years ago man years ago an an Irishman and I mean an actual Irishman in Australia with a with a very thick accent and he he used to joke that um because he wanted he was gonna lend me this book and he never ended up lending it to me and I said, where's that book you got to lend me that book And he said, oh you know when I get home, What I'll do is I'll go home and beat my wife with the book so she reminds me to bring it to work. That was his joke. But the reason it was funny was because everybody in that place knew that whenever she called him, he was like, yes, honey, I'll bring the milk home. Yes, of course, I love you. You know what I mean? And this is why progressives aren't funny, or at least they pretend not to be funny because they think that um, you know, they can just take these lines and take them right out of context and yeah, you know, it's 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 for political purposes and, and everybody can see it at this point. And if you can't see it, then you're one of the people that I don't even really want to talk to because you're one of you're one of the people who's gonna be like if we're standing around having a beer and a cigarette or something and somebody tells like an off the cuff joke, you're going to be the kind of person that says, I really don't think we should be talking about this. So then I don't want you around. You can be like that, I don't care, but I don't have to be around you. So, off you go. Fuck off now. See you later. The rant continued for minutes. Quote, Why don't you give her a vicious and forceful backhanded slap with your knuckles right across her face, disrespectfully, and make it hurt? Fuentes went on. At one point, he pantomimed punching a woman in the face. (laughs) He then added, No, I'm kidding, of course. Just kidding. Just a joke. Fuentes was following... Now, this is... So, okay, you don't like the joke, I guess. You don't like the joke. You think the joke is too offensive to be funny. I understand. That's a phenomenon that has affected millions of people throughout human history, okay? You're not alone. You're not a fucking... You're not a trailblazer in that regard. You're just somebody who didn't laugh at a joke because you thought it hurt somebody else's feelings, okay? Fair enough. Done. But this is... They, These people always have a tendency of going one step too far. Listen to this. Fuentes was following a a playbook popular among domestic extremists. Using irony and claims of, quote, just joking to spread their message while deflecting criticism. The article continues. Researchers who track domestic extremism, you know, how many times have you, you know, on this show... When we point out things like how many times are they using a particular phrase in like a section of a piece, a written piece? It's like they're trying to tell you something. (laughs) So that's like the fourth mention of extremist or extremism or some derivative of in, I'm going to call it, Um, collectively, I'm going to call it about three paragraphs, but they do some single-sentence paragraphs. So I'm adding them up. I'm going to call it about three paragraphs, three or four mentions of the word extremist in the opening three or four paragraphs, which is generally considered to be very bad writing. You don't want to repeat the same term over and over and over again. You just want to use it when it has the most impact. It's what what used to be the case, but not anymore, of course. Now you just keep... Now you just keep blathering and spewing the same term out until everybody goes, "Okay, enough, I get it. Fine. Extremist, whatever. Fuentes was following a playbook popular among domestic extremists using irony and claims of, quote, just joking to spread their message while deflecting criticism. Researchers who track domestic extremism say the tactic, while not new, has helped several groups mask their danger. Avoid consequences and draw younger people into their movements. Irony as cover for extremism. Fuentes is best known for using cartoonish memes to spread white supremacist propaganda. His followers refer to themselves as Groypers, a reference to a mutated version of the Pepe the Frog cartoon that was co-opted by the far right. Though Fuentes exists on the fringes of the extreme right, Rep. Paul Gosar, a Republican from Arizona, spoke at a political conference that Fuentes hosted, drawing widespread criticism. But Fuentes has said himself that he uses irony and jokes to communicate his message without consequences. Quote, irony is so important for giving a lot of cover and plausible deniability for our views. (laughs) So, so this is the thing. Oh, so you have unlocked his secret code, haven't you? you figured him out, haven't you? you you've Da Vinci-coded the fuck out of this kid, haven't you, mate? sinister huh? to Charlie, Arizona again? Yes, Arizona again. So let's have a look here. Let's have a listen to this. Now, this is like the report on NPR. And hopefully NPR endorses fair use. Hopefully. Hopefully, so this can stay up. But let's
4: have a look here. The attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th is an example of the consequences of domestic extremism. NPR has been looking into the methods extremists use to attract new members, and as NPR investigates... Listen how authoritative they are about things that they really don't qualify. And
3: like we've said on this show so many times, you have to be fucking vigilant. Sentence to sentence, they are trying to manipulate you. Have a listen again one more time.
4: The attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th is an example of the consequences of domestic extremism.
3: The attack on the Capitol on January 6th is a consequence, uh, is an example of the consequences of domestic extremism. That's how they can say everybody there was a terrorist without saying it. uh, Incidentally, these are the people who are uh, against irony, for example. (laughs) They think it's wrong to be ironic, to, to get away with saying things, yet they do it constantly. So authoritative. Oh, so can I have a source on that? <laughs> Is what what did what were your words again? What did you say? It's a it's an example of the consequences of domestic extremism. Wow. Wow. Sounds like you really know what you're talking about, huh? Sounds like you've really got a handle on this. I better keep listening. <laughs>
4: NPR has been looking into the methods extremists use to attract new members, and as NPR investigative correspondent Tom Dreisbach reports, some leading
3: extremists
4: have weaponized humor to spread hate. (laughs)
2: Weaponized
3: humor. Look, I could do something right now. I could go into... Yeah, you know, I could do the predictable thing. I could do the easy thing and go into all of the examples of how, let's say, you know, late night talk shows or Saturday Night Live or, you know, overly left-wing comedians. I could go into all of the examples how they have weaponized humor if we're using the exact same qualifications right i could do that but here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna assume everybody in the audience already knows that already gets it voice of reason with a diamond is that anything like weaponized crisis could be could be so i'm, I'm going to assume that everybody in the audience now already knows that and already recognizes it and for that reason i'm not going to point it out because Pointing it out to the people who are actually doing it is pointless. It's pointless. Because at this point, we are so far down this rabbit hole. We are so far, you know, along this road that they're, they're, they're already calling... They're already making the argument that if you make a joke about something that they don't like, you are a domestic terrorist now. You are enabling domestic extremism to them. And there's no way back from that. How do you have a civil conversation with somebody who wants to shoot you in the head? So don't bother. Don't bother. I <laughs> am in the chat. If humour is an effective weapon against you, you might be ridiculous. <laughs> I guess. But only one way though, right? Only one way though, brother. Come on now. <laughs> if I would say, if, if making jokes about you causes you to be less humoured. Like, if it causes you to eventually become humourless and call the person making the joke a, a, an extremist pushing dangerous ideas, then you've kind of won, haven't you? You've, you've, you've probably won the day at that point. This person is using humour and they this person is using humour to spread their ex- domestic extremism
1: and I'll have
3: you know, it's not funny
4: at all. <laughs> That kind of makes it funnier. What are we going to do? Extremism. NPR has been looking into the methods extremists use to attract new members. And as NPR investigative correspondent Tom Dreisbach reports, some leading extremists have weaponized humor to spread hate.
3: Weaponized humor. Weaponized. 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 Your jokes are bullets. Your jokes are dangerous. Your jokes are now deadly, apparently. <laughs> the, 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 the depressing thing about this is like something that we've covered on this show before. It's like, imagine being at this point where you have to explain, because a lot of comedians are going to come out and support this. You know, a lot of comedians will say, yes, we need to ban certain comedians who tell jokes that we don't think are funny because they're dangerous and they're spreading hateful ideas, right? A lot of comedians will do that. You know, a lot of a lot of content creators will do that. And, you know, imagine being here in 2021 trying to explain to comedians that it's in their interest to defend people who say jokes. I
5: mean,
3: yeah. I mean imagine trying to explain to some, like, imagine trying to explain to a writer that it's in their interest to defend people who write things. But we don't because we've never been so smart. We've never had access to so much information yet at the same time been so dumb. Not, not even self-preservation is enough. They're, they're willing to slit their own wrists in the name of virtue at this point. They're going to take it all the way. They're going to ride this all the way into the cavern until it bursts into flames. They do not care. They are committed. It's it's going all the way. People will white ant and cannibalise their own industry to prove what a good guy they are. Huh? It's pretty fucking sad to be honest with you, that these elemental, fundamental ideas need to be even brought up in the first place. But that's how stupid people have become, whilst at the same time boasting about how smart they are.
5: Proud Boys are known for getting in violent street brawls, allegedly conspiring to storm the Capitol, and this is their theme song.
2: Proud of your boys.
0: I'll make you proud of your boys.
5: Look.
1: (laughs) I'm
3: not like a a, I'm not a fan of uh, Proud Boys is another one. It's a bit like Fuentes for me. I don't have any you know I don't have any you know rubbing up against them. Right? It's it's, it's just not something I I focus on, not something I deal with, not something I really pay attention to. But that's that to me is funny. (laughs) And again, I know a lot of people hate them, a lot of people love them, I don't care. That just that little very cheesy thing is funny to me.
5: Bad boys are known for getting in violent street brawls, and allegedly the, the conspiring. Fact, the, the fact, even more so than
3: the song itself being a funny choice of a song. for. A th- I mean, it, look, look, do I have to explain this? Here is our, we have a micro nation here, the kingdom of <laughs> Boogie Stan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have a micro nation. This is our micro nation's national anthem. Of course I'm going to like a silly theme song. This is our national anthem in this country. This is what we do. Does that mean I'm a fucking white supremacist or something now? I can't keep up with this shit.
2: This is who we are.
1: Und bitte euch, ihr Leute, gebraucht Verstand. Unser Leben ist bedroht, hilft uns niemand, droht uns tot.
2: Und ihr Menschen werdet nie mehr glücklich sein.
3: So that's our shit, that's how we fucking roll. So imagine, imagine my complete lack of fucking interest when you get upset that the Proud Boys use some song from Aladdin. (laughs) Of course I'm gonna think it's funny. Of course I'm gonna think it's funny. It's Probably the funniest thing they've ever fucking done. What do I know? I don't even know, I don't care. (laughs) Let's carry on. Look, we're gonna to have to go a little bit over time tonight we have to go a little bit over time so um uh, hey i think around about now coffee talk with sandra is probably uh, probably starting uh irrational times is probably starting as well so if you want to go and check them out that's cool man i don't care uh the replay is your friend the replay is your comfy friend so if you want to go and watch somebody else come back check out the replay that's fine i don't mind we're not gonna keep no hey ain't nobody got a fucking gun to your head all right
5: to storm the Capitol, and this is their theme song.
1: Proud of your boy. Proud of your boy. I'll make you proud of your boy.
5: This musical number comes from the Broadway version of Disney's... Aladdin. Broadway.
3: Oh, what is that horrible fucking accent? That sounds like murdering a cat in a drain pipe. Fuck. Broadway.
0: Oh, God.
3: That's it. You want to talk about offensive things online? Jesus Christ, Tom buck! I wish I'd never heard that pronunciation.
5: Fuck me. Disney's Aladdin. It is the actual inspiration for the group's name. Tom, Tom, just kidding,
3: mate. (laughs) (laughs) If If there were any justice in the world, the man responsible for this article, which is talking about weaponizing humor, right? If there were any justice in the world, any time that this guy was, you know, meeting somebody or talking to somebody, somebody would tell him a very offensive joke and then go, Hey Tom, just kidding, mate. Just joking, bro. That that should happen every single fucking interaction he has online. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> Here's my story. <laughs> That's a fucking bucket of shit. What? Just kidding. Just kidding, bro. Just jokes. They're just jokes get that every single time. Because that quote again. On a recent episode of his live stream show, the 22-year-old extremist Nick Fuentes repeated a formula that has won him a following with some of the youngest members of the far right. He went on an extended, violent and misogynistic rant only to turn to the camera and add with a smirk, just joking. So that should be everything. That should be a line that he hears five million times a day from now on. Just joking. Just a joke, mate. Oh, somebody can't take a joke. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn how to take a joke. You know why? You know why? Because I grew up in a very fucking poor area of Sydney with a lot of working class people, and yeah, you, you had to fucking learn to take a joke. I've, I, I was a young kid working with like old guys doing my apprenticeship and shit. You had to learn how to take a fucking joke, man. Right. You had to learn your place and know how to take a joke. These are people who have been fucking, their, their hand has been held through life. They have been slow walked through life to the point where they don't even understand why it's okay to let people laugh at things. That's beyond them. It's too difficult. It's too hard. Looks like someone can't take a joke, huh? That's a shame. You should stop being a privileged, entitled, fucking bedwetting asshole, then. <laughs> I hope that helps. I hope we've helped you. I hope we've helped set you on the right path,
5: sir. I really do. Let's carry on. ...for the group's name. And one of their initiation rituals involves members oh no, getting slightly punched in are. the stomach while they try to name five breakfast cereals. <laughs> Then there's the nicknames. One proud Boys leader goes by the nickname Rufio Panman. Yeah. That might be familiar if ah. you ever watched the 1991 family movie, yes. Hook.
2: Yes. Rufio. 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 I
5: remember that. Great reference.
2: Great
3: fucking reference. Cuz Rufio was the leader of the Lost Boys. Um while Peter Pan went to I did did Peter Pan go I I'm I'm not huge on the story of Peter Pan did Peter Pan go to normal world to get his dick wet with Wendy is that how it works is that what happened was he fucking Wendy or was Wendy like some old chick I don't know <laughs> you can tell i I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm being fucking 100% genuine I honestly I swear to god is, is that why he left um was it Neverland that he was it Neverland I don't know is that why he left his his ma- magical realm with the Lost Boys was to go and get pussy? I think it was, wasn't it? Didn't he get? He was. Yes, yes. Doctor Till says yes. Okay. So yeah, Rufio became the leader of the Lost Boys while Peter Pan was out getting his dick wet.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> while while Pan was cooming on someone. Ah, okay, so Victor Show. No, he did Wendy's granddaughter, a nasty one. Nice. Raw doctor. (laughs) Wendy was his bottom bitch. (laughs) Rufio. Rufio. So I love Rufio. And then Rufio, like, so he completely ignores the context of the story, right? What is, what have you said? What is this? What have you sent me here, Ben? What the fuck is this? This is why I don't pluck fucking links out of the chat, Ben. Ben. Our enemy. They've chosen it. They've declared it. We got government, mainstream news, Chinese. Oh, oh, this is Rufio, is it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I look. Okay. Well, I'll give Rufio. Rufio looks strikingly similar to Owen. (laughs) What's his name again on InfoWars? Uh, Not Owen Wilson (laughs) He looks like Owen Troyer A lot like Owen Troyer Holy shit He looks amazingly like Owen Troyer Look at this Let me put this up on the big screen Look at this fucking guy That's Rufio See I Because I'm such a child I thought you were sending me a clip of Hook With like the character Rufio (laughs) They're like hey let's click on Rufio There we go no, you sent me the fucking Proud Boy cunt <laughs> instead. I think I just got... I, this is the modern-day equivalent of Rick rolling. Fuck. Doesn't he look like Owen? Owen, I want you to go undercover in the Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, Owen. The Proud Boys aren't talking about us. Nobody's talking about Infowars anymore. <laughs> Since they took it off YouTube, and Twitter and Facebook, Owen, oh, I want you to put on a, I want you to put on a polo shirt and get your fucking ass in there, Owen. Alex, they're gonna know that I'm not Rufio. They won't know shit. They're fucking idiots. Trust me. They'll believe anything. Doesn't he look like Owen Schroyer? Fuck a duck. So, so Alex Jones is Bill Hicks and Rufio is Owen Schroyer. We have come full fucking circle, haven't we? We are through the looking glass, people. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Thanks for humoring me. Now you know I don't play. Does not play. Who is anyone anymore? I don't know who anybody is. Donald Trump's a time traveler. Joe Biden's a fucking cyborg. Alex Jones is Bill Hicks and Owen Troyer is Rufio. Who the fuck, what the fuck is going on? I have no fucking idea anymore. All right there he is roofie oh come on let's do the proper one then give me a moment all right here we go here's Rufio. this is the real Rufio.
0: All oh, right, show's over. Now, you put that thing away. Now, put it down before you poke somebody's <laughs> eye out. You're not all enough to shave. What are you doing with it? flying around This is an insurance nightmare.
3: Oh, you know what? I'm going to give a, a really big fucking tip of the hat to the Proud Boys on this one. Well, the Proud Boy who chose this name, look at this. I, I, maybe they didn't put this much thought into it. Probably didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But look at the like the little dynamic here. So Rufio's there, he's got his sword and stuff, but listen to the moaning and fucking complaining of Peter Pan. So if you haven't seen this spoiler alert, it's only been out 30 years. Um spoiler alert, Robin Williams is Peter Pan, but he's forgotten that he's Peter Pan because he was so busy getting fucking pussy in the real world that he forgot who he really is. He was so deep in that plunge, mate that he forgot that he's actually a lost boy and he's supposed to be there with the other boys doing boy things. I mean, with that hair, Rufio, wouldn't be surprised to see him on a Mardi Gras float, got to be honest. Wouldn't be surprised if he liked little boys. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised. So so he's actually beat a But look at the like the little microcosm of society here, because Rufio's like "fuck you," and Peter Pan's going, "This is so dangerous. You need to put that away. Somebody might poke their eye out." It's a great little commentary on modern life, isn't it? Here we are, just trying to do what we want to do. We're, here we are, just minding our own fucking business, doing our own little thing, and you get flogs like this guy on NPR. He's talking about humour is being weaponized to spread extremist hate. It's like, oh, shut up. You are Peter Pan in this scene. God, this is so cringe to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. We are all Rufio. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the same thing as saying, we are all Owen Schroyer.
2: (laughs) Because... (laughs) We're...
3: We're all our own Troyer, which means we're all Rufio.
0: Now you put that thing away. Now put it down before you You stop saying things. Up. <laughs> You're not old enough to shave. What are you doing with a sword? been I mean, flying around with... This is an insurance nightmare. What is this? Some sort of Lord of the Flies preschool? Where are your parents? This is an insurance nightmare. <laughs> Who's in charge here? No. No, Mr. Skunkhead with too much moose. You are just a punk kid. I want to speak to a grown-up. All grown are pirates. Excuse me. We kill pirates. I'm not a pirate. So happens I am a lawyer. <laughs>
3: Oh, pardon me. I didn't have the right screen on. That's fucking beautiful. That's fucking... That is fucking beautiful. Let's do that again, because I didn't have the screen up.
0: Fly at preschool? Where are your parents? Who's in charge here? No. No, Mr. Skunkhead with too much moose. You are just a punk kid. I want to speak to a grown-up. All grown-ups are pirates. Excuse me? We kill pirates. We kill pirates. I'm not a pirate. <clears throat> so happens I am a lawyer.
3: That is modern life. Right That's fucking 2021. Hello, I'm 2021 and I'm in a nutshell. Fuck me dead. I'm not a pirate. I'll have you know I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. How does a lawyer fuck himself? Because you should go do that. <laughs> All right, come on. It's overtime. It's Wednesday night. Fuck it. Why not? Let's carry on here. Our extremists weaponize irony to spread hate.
5: Then there's the nicknames. One Proud Boys leader goes by the nickname Rufio Panman. Rufio. That might be familiar if you ever watched the 1991 family movie Hook. Rufio, oh, Rufio, oh, Rufio.
2: Oh, thanks, bro.
3: Thanks, bro. Because you pointed out that link, we just went and watched it and we loved it. Thank you, Tom Drives Back. Thank you so much. If Tom, seriously, that's some good fucking journalism right there, my man. Because if Tom hadn't have pointed out that link, I would never have thought of it. I would have just continued on thinking that he was an Owen Troyer body double. (laughs) I never would have thought that it was a reference to the Peter Pan movie, but now we know, and we got to watch the Peter Pan movie, and we got to see like the little little idiosyncrasies of that scene versus modern life, and then we all learned something. We all gained a little bit of experience. We all got a little further in this journey together, and it was a fucking beautiful experience. Thank you so much, Tom. Everybody... Give Tom a round of fucking applause out there if you're in there. The NPR employee educating all of us. Tom Drys, bah. Tom Drys, bah. He's a great journalist. I never would have thought to look that up.
5: Then there's the nicknames. One Proud Boys leader goes by the nickname Rufio Panman. Uh-huh. That might be familiar if you ever watched the 1991 family movie Hook. Rufy,
2: oh, Rufy, oh, Rufy.
5: It sounds harmless, but the proud boy who goes by Rufio is actually named Ethan Nordeen. Oh, really? A federal judge found that he poses such a danger to the community that he should be locked up before his trial for conspiracy and other charges related to the Capitol riot.
3: I mean, Rufio does kill pirates. He is dangerous to Captain Hook. You know, the evil guy. Captain Hook would love to have Rufio locked up. And so would Tom Drysbuck.
5: <laughs> Tom Dries-Hook? If I'm not mistaken. That's because of the violent anti-government rhetoric used. Oh, like this. Ah. So
3: when police officers or government officials are breaking the law, what are we supposed to do as the people? Discourse? What are we supposed to Oh, 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 this is interesting. Hel- hello. Hello, NPR. Oh, it seems. <laughs> hello, NPR. Welcome to weaponized irony because it seems that you are about to say that this, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't listened to this yet. It looks as though you're about to present somebody talking about, uh, you know, action in the streets as being, what was, what was the quote? Violent anti government rhetoric or something. Is that what he said? Hmm. 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 Hmm.
5: You don't say. All right, let's have a listen. Come on. Their charges related to the Capitol riot. In part, that's because of the violent anti-government rhetoric used, like this. Okay. So
1: when police officers or government officials are breaking the law, yes. what are we supposed to do as the people? Yes. Discourse? Mm. What are we supposed to do?
3: Debate?
0: No. No, no, you have to use force.
5: Not really the kind of thing you might expect <gasps> from someone who takes his name from a 90s movie set in the Peter Pan universe.
0: Uh,
3: Sir, we just heard Rufio say he kills pirates.
0: Pirates!
2: Excuse me? We kill pirates.
3: Not really what you'd expect. No, I expect it. Uh, Rufio is holding a fucking sword when he says that. <laughs> we kill pirates whilst holding a sword. I didn't expect this kind of violence. <laughs> Can you believe how much these people masturbate into their own fucking face? Can you? I bet this guy has an apparatus in his in his bedroom where he can hook his ankles up to the wall using leather straps so it makes it easier to come in his own face. You know what I mean? I wasn't expecting this from Rufio. What were you expecting, tea and fucking crumpets? What sort of a fucking pussy are you, mate? He openly told you he kills pirates whilst holding a sword. Fucking what is this garbage? But anyway, that's that's only one that's only one problem I have with this. Let's carry on.
1: You are breaking the law. What are we
5: supposed to- You should be locked up on family movie. Hook. Ruby, oh, Ruby, oh. Oh. It sounds harmless, but the proud boy who goes by Rufio is actually named Ethan Nordine. A federal judge found that he poses such a danger to the community that he should be locked up before his trial for conspiracy and other charges related mm. to the Capitol it riot. Is very serious. In part, that's because of the violent anti-government rhetoric used. Violent
3: anti-government rhetoric. Okay. If you're, if you're paying attention at home, I just want you to take out your little pen, your little notepad, and write down violent anti-government rhetoric. Don't write down violent anti-government rhetoric. Write down violent anti-government rhetoric. You follow me? I oh, know. It's, it's tricky. It's a tricky one. You have to decide which one you do. <laughs> Only you can choose the path.
5: Like this. So when police officers or government officials
1: are breaking the law, what are we supposed to do as the people? Discourse? What are we supposed to debate? No, No, No. you have to use force.
5: Not really the kind of thing you might expect from someone who takes his name from a 90s movie set in the Peter Pan universe.
4: All turtles are pirates!
5: Excuse me? We kill
2: pirates.
3: The other thing to consider here is probably the more obvious one, that being that the last 12 months or so have been consumed with promotion in the corporate press and promotion on platforms like NPR of people who are using the exact same rhetoric. so much so that those people were hurling molotov cocktails at police stations i mean i mean this is this is literally the fucking mantra and i know you guys get this and if you don't get it you never will it's one of those things but this is what projection looks like this is this is ultimately what projection is is saying to you know, but an abused population that the, the violence that they're receiving is their fault. Right. You know what I mean? It's they hurling Molotov cocktails at police station stuff, but that's being driven by this rhetoric, which is, you know, uh, we need to stand up. We need to get it. Fucking Maxine Waters for fuck's sake was talking about if the if the verdict doesn't come true get if the verdict doesn't come back where this
1: guy is guilty get out in the fucking streets
3: promotion of you know they will stand there in front of a burning government building and say, hey, these protests, they're mostly peaceful. Chris Cuomo on CNN, ladies and gentlemen, talked about nowhere in the Constitution does it say that protests need to be nice, need to be peaceful, right? You don't have to, you don't have to be polite when you protest. Fuck 'em. Go hard. Fuck 'em. Go as hard as you possibly fucking can. Hey, Because when all else fails, all we have is force. The people who spent the last 12 months burning cities to the fucking ground believe this. And this guy has his head so far up his own ass that he's going to complain about the reference to the Peter Pan character. And play a clip of the dude who's named after the Peter Pan character saying the exact same fucking thing. And and, and this is the problem. An idiot listening to this will think that this is a defense of the Proud Boys. They will. They'll definitely think that. When it's not, it's clearly not. If you have more than two brain cells to rub together, you'd understand that this is not a defense of the Proud Boys. Uh, This is an attack on stupid journalism. This is an attack on stupid, stupid, stupid people who say stupid, stupid things. But because stupid people are stupid, people who say stupid things, they'll say, He's defending the Proud Boy! Right? Because they're stupid. Alright. With that, ladies and gentlemen, might leave it there. We'll be back on Friday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Iceman Double Four Double Three, Winning TV at Dcs Irrational Times, everyone's favourite lover of French women We've got uh Frozen Asian Sunday Night Shit Show. You got The Kimmy Show? Don't forget about The Kimmy Show. We got a Kimmy Show. Uh, money as well. Don't forget about Chimani. Uh JJ Stoner. Everybody's... Uh, I already said that. Uh, Lois Ropes with Way Dave will be on. JJ Stoner. <sighs> Check them all out. Check them all out. So, until Friday night. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive and Streamlabs. I'll be back on Friday night, like I said, about probably about 7 p.m., Might be earlier, might be later, but whatever time we go live will be the time that we always go live and we always have. That much we know. So so I'll see you on Friday night where I'm hopeful I'm bringing a Canadian on so we can talk about some shit. So I'll see you then. Until then, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.